one big message today is if you earn it, don't lose it. Sa diksyonaryo ng talasalitaan, tama ba yung Tagalog ko? Talasalitaan. If you want to get the meaning of the word gospel, it is good news. Sabay-sabay sabihin good news. Merong isang lalaki minsan, tinausap siya ng doktor niya, at ito ang findings sa tests namin sa iyo. Meron ako sa iyong dalawang balita, isang bad news, tsaka mas bad news. Ano ang gusto mong unahin ko? Yung bad news o yung mas bad news? Sabi niya, nakakatakot ka naman doon, unahin mo na lang yung bad news. O sige, ito ang bad news. Ang findings namin sa iyo, iho, sobrang lalak ng sakit mo, may taning na ang buhay mo, 24 hours na lang. Uy, sopin niyo. Ang sama naman ng bad news na yan. Masama na bad news pa, no? Eh, meron pa bang mas masamang bad news dyan? Ah, meron, iho. Kahapon pa kita hinahanap para sabihin yan, ano? <laughs> Buti na lang, the gospel is the good news. And if you sum up everything, the message of the gospel, the gospel is all about giving. In fact, if you would squeeze all of the words of the Bible and put them all in one verse, the verse would read, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that those who would believe in Him would not perish but would have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. Okay. It's all about giving. He gave. The message is all about giving. There are three kinds of Gospels that the world knows. Ilang kinds? Okay. Hindi dahil may tatlong klase. Pero ito lang kasi ang alam ng mundo. Number one is the prosperity Gospel. Sabay-sabay sabihin, prosperity Gospel. Number two, poverty gospel. And then number three, practical gospel. What is the difference? Ano ang diferensya? Anong pagkakaiba ng tatlong ito? Isa-isahin natin. Number one, the difference lies on how we view God's favor. On how we view God's favor. Ang prosperity preachers They will proclaim God's word to you and me, pero nakatira sila in a 14-room mansion, nakasuot ng Armani suit, tapos pagdukot ng wallet, Louis Vuitton, tumingin sa relos Rolex, pagsakay sa sasakyan, Rolls Royce, and coming from Las Piñas to Santa Rosa riding his private jet, and all of in all of the wealth coming from the donations of the members. That's prosperity preaching. Ostentatious, extravagant living ang definition ng abundance. Diba? Sa Tagalog, ang luhong yaman, ang turing dito ay pagpapala ng Diyos. So dapat, ang, ang, ang simbolo ng blessing ni Lord ay ang luhong yaman. Number two, poverty gospel on the other end. Iba. Poverty gospel preaches that wealth is bad. 
Wealth is unholy and unspiritual. In fact, kapag merong mamahaling kotse na dumaan sa harapan niya, mangungros yan at ipagdadasal niya ang kaluluwa ng taong may-ari nito. Unknowingly, dapat ang una niyang pinagdasal ay ang sarili niya for judging the person inside the car. Poverty gospel preaches that you're worldly if you're wealthy. Kasalanan ang kayamanan. Tingnan ang katabi sa kanan. Pakitapik sa kanyang hita at sabihing, Friend, mas malakas, friend, patingin ng wallet mo. Marami ka bang kasalanan? Akin na ang kasalanan mo? Ako na lang ang tatanggap ng parusa mo. Poverty and financial hardship is a sign of God's love for them. And that means we're being one in the suffering of Jesus Christ. Spiritually, they would even say the words, Tayo ay nakikiisa sa paghihirap ni Kristo. And then, they would get on and say, God loves the poor. Kaya maraming ginawang mahirap si Lord. Narinig niyo na ba yan? God loves the poor. Kaya marami sila. Makes me scratch my nose. Tanungin niyo ako bakit? Tanungin niyo ako bakit? O nakatingin ba kayo sa akin? Hindi ho si Lord ang gumawa ng kahirapan natin. Ha? Hindi si Lord ang gumawa ng kahirapan natin. It is not God's will. That Filipinos are poor. Ang headline kahapon sa dyaryo ang sinasabi, 90% of the poor in ASEAN ay galing sa Pilipinas at Indonesia. It is not God's will that people are poor. We misinterpret the priests and nuns. Minsan ang intindi natin sa kanila holiness equals hunger and pain. Pero ang hindi niyo napapansin, bihira ang paring payat. Kung meron man, may nakita na ba kayong malnourished na pare? Kasi hindi naman yan ang tinuturo nila na misinterpret lang natin sila. Mother Teresa spends a hundred million dollars dollars ho ah, hindi pesos. Hundred million dollars a year to run his cha her charity ministries. For poverty gospel, ang mayaman makasalanan, mahihirapan silang makapasok sa kaharian ng Diyos. That's the other end. Practical prosperity on the other hand is this. It is against the over and scandalous display of wealth. Over and scandalous display of wealth is not a sign of God's favor. Ito ay kayabangan kung hindi man kalokohan or maybe insecurity at its best. Ang prosperity gospel, naniniwala sa iskandalosong prosperity, poverty gospel, 
ang naniniwalaan sa spiritual prosperity only na hindi mahalaga ang panganailanan ng katawan. Pakitingnan mo naman ang friend sa kaliwa, sabihin mo, friend, kung katawan lang ang batayan, prosperous ka. Practical gospel believes. Practical gospel believes in simple prosperity. What is, everybody, are you listening? What is the real sign of God's favor? Tanungin niyo ko, ano? The real sign of God's favor is generosity. Sabay-sabay sabihin, Generosity. Practical gospel believes that you want to earn as much as you can so you could share as much as you can and you want to give as much as you can. So I want to earn as much as I can because that's what God wants me to do but not for my own. I've got to be able to help others and share it with others because that's the purpose of money. Money is the currency of love. We will use money upang magmahal, hindi para sa atin sarili. And when I have that, when I do that, I'll be the happiest person in the world. I can give more and I can have more peace in my life. Hindi masama ang mangarap. Hindi masama ang mag-isip na magkakotse, magkaoto. Hindi kagaya ng kaibigan ko na hindi raw siya makakuha ng date niya kasi wala siyang oto. So ang ginawa niya, nung nilapitan niya yung magandang babae ni Yaya, niyang mag-date ang unang tanong sa kanya, Uh, makikipag-date lang ako sa iyo sa magbaysasakyan ka na okay o oh, sige susunduin kita sa bahay niyo mamaya hintayin niyo ang busina ko ah, ganun ba anong auto mo hintayin kita sa gate ah, excuse me wala po akong auto busina lang <laughs> di ba ang samang pakinggan no? magkipag-date kami dala kang busina <laughs> hindi mo masama ang may auto lalo pag nagsaserve ka kay Lord kasi galing ka sa opisina mo pagod ka ubos ang lakas mo sa ilit kapag naglakad ka lang Naalala ko nung, nung ako'y graduate po ako ng public school at yung sasakyan namin noon owner type na jeep. Aba, talaga namang yung tatay ko owner, owner type na jeep na nga lang na sasakyan namin. Talaga namang takot na takot pa baka daw ikarnak. Kaya pag pumupunta kami ng department store, hindi ako nagbibiro ha. Hindi ako nagbibiro. Lahat sila papasok sa department store, sa aircon, samantalang ako dahil ako ang bunso, may iwan ako sa labas. At ang sasabihin sa akin, bantayan mo ang sasakyan natin. Okay lang naman sa akin yun nung maliit ako. Umasenso kami after a while. Nagkaroon kami ng auto, kulay pula, Toyota, Corolla. Mali pala. Kalawang na may gulong. Di ba lalo na pag itinabi mo sa mga bagong auto? Di ba? Ang benefit lang hunon walang nangigidnap sa amin. Lalo pag nakita yung tatay ko noon. Hindi nga makabili ng piluka, panransom pa kaya, di ba, no? <laughs> Ang auto ko ho, may even be due for upgrade. I don't know. Tatanungin ko nga ho yung expert mamaya. Pero pag nag-upgrade po ako ng auto, bods, pakita mo naman, hindi naman ho ganito ang bibilin ko. Hindi, hindi yan. <laughs> Yung slide bro, may picture ako dyan ng auto. 
Maglibang muna tayo. La 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 la. Para wag muna kayo tumingin sa dito muna kayo sa Wala ba? Okay. Sige. Okay. Gusto ko lang kong sabihin, hindi naman Rolls Royce or Hummer ang bibilin ko. But I would still need a car. Ito ang natutunan ko sa buhay. Tanongin niyo ko, ano? Simplicity is relative. Sa so, Tagalog, ang buhay na simple ay kamag-ana. Relative. <laughs> Ibig kong sabihin, halimbawa, hindi mo naman pwedeng i-judge yung mga tao pag may pumarada dyan sa labas na umaattend ng fees at ang auto niya ay 4 million Volvo, pwede na namang simple yung tao na yan. Tanongin niyo ko, bakit? Because he can afford a Lamborghini or Porsche or Ferrari, pero Volvo lang ang binili niya. And maybe that's simplicity for him or her. We cannot judge people. So yung pambibili niya ng mas mamahaling kotse, he funds the work of the Lord. Number two, ano yung pagkakaiba ng tatlo? The difference lies on how do you prosper. Ang prosperity gospel, are you looking here? Ang turo, mag-tithe ka lang. Give to the Lord's work, yayaman ka. Itaas mo ang wallet mo, ibibless ko yan, pag nagbigay ka, yayaman ka. Pag-hatching mo, milyonaryo ka na. Poverty gospel, on the other hand, sasabihin din sa iyo, mag-tithe ka lang ha, okay lang ang maghirap at maghikahos dito sa lupa kasi sa langit tayo babawi. Mabuti ang hirap. Practical gospel, on the other hand, tells you and me, we tithe because that's what God tells you and me. And then, we will take responsibility and leadership for our finances. We will tithe. And we will take responsibility and leadership for our finances. Practical gospel educates you and me of the wealth destroyers. So basically, I mean wealth destroyers and wealth makers. Very quickly, what does the Bible teach about wealth destroyers? Bibilisan ko lang po ito. Do you want to grow your wealth? The first rule: if you earn it, don't lose it. If you earn it, don't lose it. Wealth is, paano nawawala ang yaman? Number one, debt. Utang. Sabay-sabay sabihin debt. Alam naman nating lahat that not all debts are bad. There are two kinds of debts. Business debts and consumer debts. <laughs> so, Business debt and consumer debt. Some business debts are okay. If you get into business debt to finance your business, basta tama ang computations mo and you are not overly aggressive and you run out of cash because in business cash is king. But all consumer debt is wrong. Ulitin ko, all consumer debt is wrong. Ano ibig kong sabihin? Tanongin niyo ko, no? Don't borrow to buy clothes and gadgets and appliances and trips. Huwag kang uutang para bumili ng bagay na nawawala ng value. Yan ang ibig sabihin ng, ng consumer debt. Ha? One simple rule and wisdom that the Bible teaches, if you cannot afford it, don't buy it, period. If you cannot afford it, 
Don't buy it. Period. Don't go to Rome. Kung wala sa budget mo, tapos yung utang mo sa credit card, hindi mo babayaran, di ba? Kung wala kang pambayad ng trip sa Rome, hindi eh, pumunta ka na lang sa Rome Blon. Di ba? Mas mura yan. Kung wala ka pa rin pamasaya sa Rome Blon, punta ka pa rin sa Rome. You roam around. Dito, dyan, oh. You just roam around. Kaya mo yan. Ha? Ha? Kapag ikaw, mahilig kang mangutang look under the veil tumingin ka sa sarili mo bakit ka ba utang ng utang ito ang nadiskubre ko tanongin niyo ko ano people who borrow to own stuff meron silang problema about their own self image may problema yan sa self image hindi yung problema sa pera symptom lang yan ang totoong problema ng taong ito ay self image akala niya kapag nagsuot siya ng magandang damit, magbabago ang estado ng buhay niya. Pag nakasakay siya sa magarang kotse, lalaking tao siya. They base their identity on what people say about them and not what God says about them. T-shirt na simple, kailangan lakos. Di ba? Ang hirap niyan, ito ho ang trahedya dyan, ha? ang mahal-mahal ng t-shirt mo. Plinansya ng kasambahay. Nasunog. Diba? E di nagmura ka ngayon. O ito ang trahedya niyan sa t-shirt mo. Napamahal ka na, napamura ka pa. Diba? Isipin mo kung mura lang ang t-shirt mo. Ha? Pulinansya ni ate. Nasunog. Anong reaksyon mo? Okay lang ate, mura lang yan eh. Meron pa isang t-shirt doon, sunugin mo rin. Mura lang eh. ba? Diba? O anong sabi ni ate? Ang bait mo talaga kuya, ang guwapo-guwapo mo pa. O. Anong ibig sabihin niyan? napamura ka na, napamahal ka pa. O, di ba? The time-tested strategy, if you really want something, save up for it. Patipunan mo. Ha? The Bible says, this is what the Bible says, that will make you its slave. Ano sabi? The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is the slave of the lender. Diba? Pansinin mo. Pag may utang ka sa credit card, sinisingil ka na. Diba minumura ka na nung koleksyon? Ganun ho yan. Tagal nang sinabi ng Biblia sa atin. Ito Proverbs chapter 22 verse 7. Debt is not only a financial burden, it's also an emotional burden. You experience anxiety. Diba? Nagwa-worry ka. Sleepless nights. Hindi ka makatulog. Diba? Nawawalan ka ng energy sa katawan. It zaps your self-worth. Nandyan ka naman, nawawala ka. Diba? Yung nanay mo may utang, nandyan ay sumisingil, tuturuan ka pang magsinungaling. Nandyan ba nanay mo? Ay, sabi po niya, wala daw po siya eh. Umalis po kahapon. Yung pala, hindi maniningil. Ang sabi, sayang, magre-regalo pa naman ako sa nanay mo. Anong sagot mo? Ay, dumating na po kanina. 
Romans chapter 13 verse 8 says, Owe no one to anything except to love one another. Wealth destroyer number two, warning. Ano may number two? Tanongin niyo ako ano? Scams. Wealth destroyer number two, scam. Sabay-sabay sabihin, scam. Warning ho ha, there will always be scammers in this world. Hindi ho mawawala yan. There will always be scammers in this world. Yung mga kayamanan na pinaghirapan mo, biglang kapag pumatol ka rito, biglang sa isang iglap, mawawala ito. The Bible has taught us about this. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 17. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth will be full of gravel. Familiar ho ba kayo sa mga kumpanyang ito? Multitel or multitel. Royal Manchester 5, Frank Swiss, Tibayan, Legacy Group, Aman Futures, M. Goldex, and the list goes on. The story is the same. They will approach you and they will promise you insane interest rates. Grabe interest rates niyan. 2% a month, 3% a week, 5% a day. All you have to do is give your money to us. At kapag ganito ang nangyari sa atin, may nag-offer sa inyo ng ganito, simple lang ho ang tip ko sa inyo, tanongin nyo ko ano? Oh, look under the veil. Ang scams, shortcut lahat yan. Ang sinasabi ng Biblia, hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Proverbs 21 verse 5. Kapag may nang hingi ng investment sa'yo, ang prinsipyong i-apply mo, tanongin nyo ko ano? Right, med. Wag mahihiyang magtanong. Tanungin mo. Magbibigay ka ng pera eh. Magtanong ka. Ask. What's your business? By the way. Ha? Kailangan tanungin ang mga bata. Ang sasabihin nila sa inyo, gagamit yan ng matataas na salita na ma-intimidate ka para wag ka nang magtanong. Minsan ang sagot ganito. Ah, we do currencies in the European markets. Oh, wow. Hindi ka ngayon makapagtanong. Baka isipin ito, bobo ko. Pero subukan mo, magtanong ka pa rin. Ang susunod na sagot sa'yo, it's too complicated to explain to a simple person like you. Anong sabihin mo? Hindi. Try me. Because I'll be giving me money. Get explained. May mga sasabihin yan, organic farms, restaurant chains, retail stores. Ito lang ho ang gusto kong sabihin. Tanongin niyo ko, ano? Wala hong normal na negosyo ang pwedeng magbigay sa inyo ng 2% a month, ha? Walang normal na negosyo ang pwedeng magbigay sa iyo ng 2% a month. Kasi 24% a year yan. Unless shabu ang binibenta niya. Which you do not want to participate in. Ito ho ang prinsipyo. Tanongin niyo ko ano? If it's too good to be true, it is. Ulit ha? If it's too good to be true, it is. Why do we get scammed? Tanongin niyo ko bakit? Because of the remaining three wealth destroyers. Destroyer number three, Greed. Gusto mo kasi, pero na, nasakim ka ba? Kahit ayaw mong aminin. Ba, ang bilis nito. You smell your own greed. You get scammed. 
Many times, ito ang napansin ko. Tanongin niyo ako, ano? Hindi ka naman nai-scam ng mga malalaking kumpanya. Pero may scam ka ng mga kaibigan mo. At huwag sanang mangyari ma-scam ka ng kaibigan mo sa peace. Hindi ako nagbibiro, tingin dito sa akin. Merong iba magme-member ng feast para lang kunin ang tiwala mo. Tatawagin kang brother or sister. Hey, brother, sister, salay ko dyan. Hindi mo mapapansin, vampira pala. Tanungin niyo ako bakit? Paglapit sa iyo, brad, meron ka vampira? Tapos sasabihin sa iyo, invest ka dito sa negosyo ko, itong business ko. Hey, brother eh. Di ba? Invest ka naman. Kailan mo ibabalik ang pera ko, Brad? Ah, kapag nakabalik na si Mrs. galing sa Amerika. Ah, kailan ba siya umalis? nag apply pala ng passport. Di ba, para? Tapos mga ngako yan sa iyo, 2% a month return. Naku! Hindi ho totoo ito. The Bible is not against wealth. The Bible is against the wealth that you earned in a hurry. Ulit, ulit ha. The Bible is not against wealth. It is against wealth you earn in a hurry because it is again fueled by your greed. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 11 says, Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Wealth destroyer number four, laziness. Sabay-sabay sabihin laziness. Kasi naman eh, tinatamad kang pag-aralan, napakasimple. Tingin dito sa akin, kapag ang sweldo mo, hindi mo nagpapang-abot ba? Yung sweldo kada buwan, hindi siya nagpapang-abot, nagkukulang. Hindi naman ho rocket science yan, pwede mo namang pag-aralan eh. Kung bakit? Pag-aralan mo ng mabuti. Napakasimple yan, isang upuan lang yan, computein mo. Bakit kaya hindi nagpapang-abot? May nagsabi sa akin, Brad, alam mo, ang sweldo ko parang sibuyas. Tinanong ko, bakit Brad? Kasi kapag hinahati-hati ko na ang gastusin, naiiyak na ako. <laughs> On many occasions, we always want the easy way. We, we don't want to do due diligence. Alam mo ba yun? Due diligence. Pag-aralan mo ng mabuti, pag-aralan mo yung industriya, pag-aralan mo yung tao, you... You check the numbers. You study. It's not rocket science to invest in the stock market. Wealth destroyer number five. Ignorance. Sabay sabay sabihin ignorance. More specifically, financial ignorance. Are you ready for this? Don't you know that I do lectures for doctors? And just two weeks ago, to the regional trial court judges of the country, the most brilliant minds. Tanongin niyo ko saan? Finances. People who earn a lot of money can be broke because they're ignorant on how money works. You want to research? Magbasa ka. Attend seminars. 
Ano ho yung lima? Number one is debt. Sabay-sabay sabihin debt. Utang. Number two, scam. Number three, greed. Number four, laziness. And number five, scam. The ignorance. Okay. I invited a brother to share with us his journey as he puts to work not prosperity gospel, not poverty gospel, but practical gospel. And how the Lord blessed him. Ang dami ko kong gustong sabihin to introduce this brother, pero pag ginawa ko yan, para bang sinabi ko na kagad at na-preempt ko yung ending. Ganto na lang ho. With the love of the Lord, let's welcome our brother, Brother Miko Moraleda. Hello, uh, I'm Miko Moraleda. Uh, I grew up in Nueva Ecija, uh, from Didincame, from, from Nueva Ecija. My mother was a secondary school teacher, um, while my father is a tricycle driver in our town. I have three sisters, and I'm the youngest and only boy in the family. Well, I will admit that I'm not academically good, unlike those mga siblings ko. I remember one scenario na yung, yung mga ate ko, pababa ng tricycle namin, paghawak nila yung grades. 97, 98, 96, tumatakbo yan, papasok dun sa bahay namin para parents ko yung, yung grade nila. While ako, kulang na lang, pwedeng basahin, itapon, huwag nang iuwi ng bahay yung grades ko. Well, I have no choice. So, nakikita ng nanay ko yung grades ko, 79, 80, 78, 85. You know what? Yung tuwa ng nanay ko sa 98 and 97 na grades ng mga ate ko, grabe din yung tuwa dun sa grades ko. Anak, dalawa lang ang line of seven mo this year. Kaya-kaya mo yan. Last year, tatlo. Ngayon, dalawa na lang. So, sobrang, ganun yung naging environment namin. Yung lahat ng siblings ko graduated valedictorian from kinder to high school. Ako, ano lang ako, graduate lang. <laughs> but, grabe yung dreams ng parents ko para sa amin. All of us, isa-isa, pinag-aral nila sa Manila. Sobrang, yung nanay ko, aside from teaching from 8 to 5, nag-tutor yan hanggang 11. Yung tatay ko nagda-drive ng tricycle, pero sa hapon, uh, nagkakarpintero, mekaniko, nagda-drive pa sa kulinaryo ng mga service-service para lang makapag-aral kami in big school in Manila. And the rule of my mom is, kailangan iba-iba kayong school para walang competition. Luckily, lahat ng ate ko, full scholar and cum laude, Ateneo, UP, UST. So sobrang wow, wala silang ginagastos. Samantalang po ako, after five years, and three summers. Graduate po ako ng BS Management. Naawa na lang yata yung prof ko kasi sabi, lahat ng batchmate mo, two years ago, graduate na. Ikaw, nandito ko pa rin sa college. So, pinag-graduate na lang din po ako nila. And, well, after graduation, nahirapan ako mag-ano, mag-apply. Gusto ko yung mga company din ng mga kapatid ko, Meraco, PLDT, San Miguel. Kaso, apat na buwan na yata, wala man lang tumawag sa akin. Sayang lang yung pagkakapulin ko nung resume ko. Well, tinanggap ako ng Mazda Green Hills. So, naging salesman ako, but this time sa field. So, parang hirap. But, 
Eto, swerte ko lang, yung naging boss ko, 2000, that was 2006, is member na ng FIST. So, inintroduce na rin niya ako sa FIST nung, uh, nung inong first job ko. Mahirap sa field. Lahat ng mga mall display namin, ako yung nagmaman. And most of the time, nag-showroom lang ako. It's either Saturday or Sunday. And wala eh. Nahihirapan ako. It's because first, kailangan ko gumising ng 4 a.m. Iba-iba yung mga diskarte ko para makabenta. So I woke up at 4 a.m. I live in Cubao. So pupunta ako doon sa bagsakan ng Jaryo sa Cubao. Iniipitan ko ng mga price list yan para pag dineliver sa mga company or sa mga big subdivisions, nandun na yung price list ko. And after 5 p.m., bago pa lang Gateway Mall nun. So, nagpupunta ako ng Gateway Mall. Nag-iipit ako ng mga flyers sa lahat ng kotse. I do it every day. Nagpa-flyering ako sa Gateway. And then, after 3 months, 4 months, madali naman pala yung tatlong kota. 3 units a month. Nagpa-5, nagsisix na ako in a month. Nakakabenta na ako. After a year, yun, medyo nabago yung nagkaroon turn around yung buhay ko. It's because naman stroke yung tatay ko. And I think a week or two weeks siya sa ICU at kailangan niya mag-therapy and mag-rehab. At this time, lahat kami nasa Manila na. Lahat kami nag-work. Ngayon, kailangan na ng tatay ko ng kasama and magdadrive para maghatid sa nanay ko sa school. And that time, yung unang ate ko is nagmamaster sa AIM. So, negative talaga, hindi makakapag-resign. Yung second ate ko, nasa law school. Yung third ate ko naman is waiting dun sa, uh, may waiting promotion siya para maging HR head. So, wala akong choice. After lumabas nung dad ko sa ICU, bumalik lang ako ng Manila para mag-submit ng resignation. And that day, bumalik uli ako ng Nevesia para alagaan yung tatay ko. And maybe that time, feeling ko yun yung purpose ko in life. Kaya pala kahit anong tiyaga ko, hindi mo lang ako pumapasa sa grade, hindi mo lang ako pumapasa. Kaya pala tinatamad ako mag-aaral. Ito pala purpose ko, nagaan ko pala yung nanay at tatay ko sa probinsya. But, well, gustong gusto ko yun kasi talaga namang mamas at dad, daddy's boy ako ever since. And after a month, nakrecover yung tatay ko. Nag-therapy, nakakapag-drive na. And then sabi niya, sige, bumalik ka na uli ng Manila para maganap para mag ng work. So this time, nag-apply naman ako sa Isuzu, Isuzu Passing. But this time, aside from being an agent, may mga sideline na ako nito. Gumigising pa rin ako ng 4 a.m. Nagluluto kami ng puto sa bahay. Dinidistribute namin yan sa Q-Mart. Sa may kanto ng Q-Mart, kami nagbabagsak ng, ng puto dyan. And also that time, meron na akong dalawang taxi na tumatakbo over Manila. Na nagbobondari sa akin everyday. At pag tinamad yung driver ko, kahit holiday, Sunday, New Year yan, ako lalabas. Nangihinayang ako kasi binabayaro ko yung monthly noon eh. And kailangan bumasada whatever reason. So inilalabas ko sila. Kahit na wala yung driver ko. And that time, aside from being agent, meron ako 100, I think 150,000 na savings. So what I did is, paborito kasi yung kotse talaga ever since. So bumipili ako ng mga old school na Corolla, sineset up ko, Minebenta ko, kumikita ako mga 20,000, 30,000. And then how lumaki na lumaki. Naging Altis, naging Innova, Corolla, uh, Crosswind. And nahihirapan ako mag-display sa Autocamp sa may medical city yan. Because one unit lang ako per ano, one unit lang yung budget ko. So yung, yung space ko doon, nire-rent ko siya 
bago ako makapag-display uli ng another, kailangan ko ibenta yung isa. Unlike the big, the big second-hand dealer na bili ng bili, sabay na sabay. Ako minsan, kailangan ko ipalugi, ibenta yung nabili ko para lang makabili na mas maganda. Kasi it's ano lang eh. Yun lang talaga ang ano ko, budget ko eh. And most of the time, umaabot ng one month, two months bago may benta yung sasakyan. May naging kliyente ako na taga-Dabao. Sabi sa akin, itry mo, bumili ng old pickup, ibenta mo sa Davao or sa Jensen, sabi niya. So, pumasok ako Monday to Friday, nakabili ko ng 1999 Nissan Frontier. So, nilang trip ko siya after my work on Friday. Nilang trip ko siya going to Mindanao. Wala pang mga waste-waste noon. So, ang dala-dala ko pa noon, yung lumang mapa pa para matrace ko kung saan talaga yung Davao. And after three days, siguro mga 48 hours driving yun, to 50 hours, nakarating ako ng Kidapawan. Sabi ko, dun sa gasoline boy, minute ko yung old client ko, dinirect niya ako dun sa gas station, Caltech. Sabi niya, mag-display ka dyan. So, I, sabi ko sa gasoline boy, boss, wala pa akong tulog. Lalagyan ko lang for sale yung, yung unit ko, patutulog ako, gisingin mo ako pag may gustong bumili. Hindi pa ako nakakatulog, meron ng friend na may Muslim client na na Tumingin. Oh, sabi, magkano to? Ganyan, ganyan. Umaandar pa to? Ganito. Sabi ko, and then, right? Umuwi na ng bahay. Kino ba yung cash? Sabi ko, pa, ibang klase pala rito. Sabi, sa Manila, itetest drive muna hanggang malayo. Hindi bibilin. Dito, hindi. Tinest drive. Hindi. Hinanap yung papel. Binilin. Sabi ko, aba, may something dito na wala. So, I work again. Ayun para yung mga business ko. Every Friday night, buwibili ko ng lumang sasakyan. Nilalang trip ko. I work Monday to Friday, nilalang trip ko yun every Friday to Mindanao, Jensen, para lang makapagbenta ng second hand. After two years, nahihirapan na ako kasi nauuna na yung order sa akin. Miko, kailangan ko ng black na D-Max ang mahahanap kong second hand, puti. Kailangan ko ng crosswind na automatic. Mahahanap ko manual. Nahihirapan na ako sa second hand. Kasi pag nakabili, nakahanap ko ng second hand, it will take two weeks. Aayos ko pa, i-tune up ko pa bago ko ibenta o ibailad. So this time, I have money. I try brand new. So I bought a, a Hilux and then binibenta ko na doon sa Mindanao. Sa, yung mga dealership na wala. May mga area kasi doon na wala pa mga dealership. So yun yung ginagawa ko. Then from one unit, naging three units, nakakabili na ako. And then dinadala ko pa rin yung Mindanao. Dinadalan trip ko pa rin yan. Well, ang naging critical sa akin is... Once, sobrang sama ng pakiramdam ko nun, nag-land trip pa rin ako kasi naikumit ko na yung Hilux. So, pagdating sa summer, halfway na yun eh, kalbayo. Siguro mga, mga 16 to 18 hours na ako nagda-drive. Grabe na trangkaso ko. I-denrite ko yung sarili ko sa hospital. And nandun ako for four days, nang ako lang mag-isa. And yung TV, Channel 2 and Channel 7 na sobrang labo pa. Yung ilaw, sobrang dilim. Sabi ko, teka, teka, may mali na yata sa ginagawa ko. Pinapatay ko na yata yung sarili ko. Kasi talagang mahirap mag-land trip. So, pag-uwi pag ko, galing hospital, pina nag-hire na ako na magda-drive, or madalas, pinapashoot ko na yung unit. And also, that time, nag-resign na ako. Sabi ko, feeling ko, kaya ko na on my own. So, nag-resign na ako sa Isusu after four years working there. Nag-focus na ako dun sa sarili kong dealership. That was 2011. 2011, 2012, from 4 units a month, naging 7 units, naging 15 units, 
to, naging 20 units, naging 60 units. You know what? That was 2011. This year, 2017, may companies averaging 120 to 130 units a month. And I have, we are selling in the whole Mindanao. I have dealership anywhere there and even in the major city in Visayas, meron na akong business dyan. So since alam ko na yung market, every once in a while, pupunta ko ng dealer, binibili ko na kagad yung mga available kasi mahirap yung mga unit and then dinidistribute ko doon. And guys, looking back, nung nag-start ako ng business, I realized one thing. Wala rin sa effort ko kung walang gracia ng Panginoon. The first... Amen. It's a grace from God. Alam ko na in-trust niya sa akin ni Lord itong business na to because this is also my ministry. Most of my staff, even in Cebu, Davao, here in Manila, are attending the feast also. And alam ko ito yung binigay sa akin ni Lord because naramdaman ko si Lord for I can tell you more than 100 times na encounter ko si Lord during that business. I went to Marawi, I went to Maguindanao, I went to Cotabato. Safe ako. It's all because of grace from God. Naglalantri pa ako. Old, old pick up. At 20-year-old pick up. Never ako nasiraan. Never ako na flat tire. And I always encounter the Lord. Every time may business transaction ako, hindi ako niloloko. May mga friends, o mga naging kliyente ko doon. 80% is Muslims. Pero the rest is smooth transaction. So I always see God in my business every day. Maybe the second secret or reason is I have a supportive parents. My parents believe in me. And I remember, hindi kayo mayaman talaga, una. I remember when I sinabi ko sa nanay ko, nanay, ibili mo naman ako ng remote control na RC, yung kotse na remote control. Ako na lang yung wala sa school. Ano, sabi ng nanay ko, anak, kaya natin bumili, pero unahin mo muna yung pag-aaral nyo. And uh, sabi niya, anak, pag nakagraduate ka, kahit anong kotse, kaya mong bilhin. And God is really faithful because Well, uh, ngayon, kung ano man yung gusto kong kotse, mabibili ko. That is the grace from God. Second, a third is... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Third is sobrang supportive ng wife ko. I have two boys. Magulit na yan. Saka si Karol. Thank you dihan ni Carol na every week dati, nung boyfriend-girlfriend pa lang kami, every week nasa Mindanao ako. Pag tinawagan ko siya, Honey, nandito ako. Nasa ka? Ay, not, honey, nasa Bicol na ako. Nag-lantrip ako. May biglang bumili sa akin kagabi. Nag-close deal kami. Deliver ko daw. Hahabulin ko. Naintindahan lahat ng misis ko yun. But you know what, brothers and sisters? Yan, nahirapan nung una talagang nag-a-adjust si Carol. But now, ayoko makilala sa businessman. Mas gusto kong Si Miko Moraleda is a great and loyal partner to my wife and uh, responsible parents to my kids. Ang dami kong kasalanan kay Carol, especially nung first year namin. 
most, I think, baka 20 hours a day nasa work ako. Wala. Tipog. <laughs> so, ngayon pala ako bumabawi. After lumabas nito, uh, si Pope, sabi ko kay Carol, kailangan, honey, religiously. Monday and Thursday, kailangan natin mag-date everyday. And, well, decision din talaga eh. Me and Carol practicing everyday mass. So kahit anong dami ng schedule ko, basta pagdating ng 6pm, kunasan ako kahit i-waste ko yung nire simbahan. And I try to attend mass everyday because I know everything that I have is from the grace and mercy of God. <laughs> Lastly, nothing beats hard work. Wala pong madaling negosyo. Lahat pinagpapaguran at pinagpupuyat. <laughs> Lahat talaga po is may kailangan with hard work. Wala pong madali. But, aside from being hard work, ito po yung minsan natin nakakadaan gawin. Yeah, we have dreams in our heart, but sometimes ayaw natin tumaya. Sometimes, we have to get or take risk, calculated risk, so that we can grow. I remember this, ano, I have a friend uh, na priest, Alex Balatbat, sabi niya, Miko, huwag kang kabahan. God created ocean before birds. God created mountains before animals. God created this before you. And I know God created the dreams to each other before you. So all you have to do is trust God and obey God. And I will know because na experience ko to. I can tell you directly that if you focus on eyes, eyes on the Lord, hard work, perseverance, and trust in yourself. Walang way si Jesus para hindi kay bless in all aspects of your lives. Glory to God. Let's give it up, Brother Nico Moralega. Grabe ang passion nitong mamang ito. Ha? May mga kaibigan ako mga passionate talaga. Yung isa, sobrang passionate sa kahoy. Yung sculpting. Na talagang dadampot ka ng maliit na kusot, ipapaaboy mo sa kanya, alam niya kung anong kahoy. Nakapiring yun, ha? Yung maliit, kahit toothpick size, amoy niya lang sa pitong. Pinaamoy sa kanya. Oops, kamagong. Ito, naka-blindfold, pinamoy sa kanya, maliit na kuso, eh, nara. Ginoke siya ng isang kaibigan namin, ang pinaamoy sa kanya, long-playing album. So, hindi niya alam, para lang, tingnan natin, gaano kagaling to. Siningod niya, pag-amoy niya, ha, plaka yan ni Victor Wood. Ano, di ba? Kahoy pa rin. Di ba, yun talaga. Ito kong si Miko, hindi ako nagbibiro ah, sasakay lang yan sa auto ninyo. Papakiramdaman niya lang yan, tapos sasabihin niya na, oops, kailangan ayusin mo na ang brakes. 
Palitan muna ng ganito. Ganyan ka passionate yung mamang ito. Dito sa... And that's why he's so, so successful in what he does. Pangalawa, nothing beats hard work. And that's the biggest uh, wealth maker. Diniscuss natin kanina yung wealth destroyers. Our brother discussed to us the wealth makers. And then lastly, he defined wealth in a full way. Relationships. Kaya pala tuwing nag-de-date sila ng misis niya, palaging nangungurus po yan. Sabi ko, bro, bakit nangungurus kapag nag-de-date kayo? Bro, I'm dating my wife religiously. So, so very religiously, they date and they grow relationships with the wife and the children. And that's what full is all about. Let's watch this video and then Let's pray together to end. akong magkwento. Huli na. Ilitin niyo ko sabi niyo, sige na. I've realized after discussing all of these things, the truth remains that the wealthiest man is not the most, is not who has the most, but the one who needs the least 
because that person is so filled with God's love and peace. And the Bible says in Psalms chapter 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Or in more simple words, I have everything I need. God gives us a peace all money in the world cannot buy. There was an interview in CNN a billionaire and they were having an interesting exchange and the guy was saying the CNN guy was saying you have lots of money do you still worry about money and the answer of the billionaire shocked me because he said oh yeah I worry a lot because my money can disappear in a snap and suddenly I realized something I'm richer than him. My gosh, I'm richer than him. I have something that he didn't have. All his money could not buy. I have peace. I can sleep at night without worrying about my money. Money can buy a whole lot, but do you have peace? If you have it, then my friend, over and above your financial resources you are the richest man in the world and this I realized you are not rich until you have things that money can't buy you're not truly rich until you have things money can't buy. And thank you, Miko, for ending your sharing like that. And you know, this is the point of tithing. That's why in the feast, we teach tithing. Because tithing is detachment and freedom. For us to pursue real riches. I've always been saying we wanted this feast, not just a place where you hear amazing stories or inspiring pictures. In the feast, miracles happen. Do you believe with me? And let's pray together. This is what I'll be doing. Why do we do this? I'll say an initial prayer. Then the music ministry will sing a response song. And before I lift up our novena to God's love, I want to pray a blessing for you. Are we ready? You want to put your hand over your chest, please, and repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for being my real richness. Come 
into my heart. Rescue me from false prosperity. And rescue me from the romanticism of poverty. Lead me to the truth. Lead me to the real gospel. The practical gospel that makes us rich. With real richness. With real wealth. The truth that makes us truly rich. You are our highest treasure, Jesus. Come into my heart today. In your mighty name.